Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, there's something available through Walmart also coming to Amazon that I believe will have real impact on your healthcare dollars in the United States. And later, there's a new way of you having a driver's license. And it's something I talked about as an experiment years ago that is appearing in the pandemic, as hopefully we're moving to post-pandemic soon, in more and more states, and man, is it convenient. So speaking of convenience, both Walmart and Amazon, the two titans of retail, are edging more and more into healthcare. And in both of their cases, they're doing it out of self-interest. Both of them face massive bills for providing health care coverage to covered workers. Walmart long bashed for doing everything they could to not give employees health care coverage. In recent years, turned over a new leaf, has been steadily providing a greater and greater percent of their workers with health care coverage and discovering how much it costs. And Amazon facing the same thing. Both of them are on similar tracks with using telehealth and actual physical facilities to provide health care to people. In the case of Amazon, Amazon is doing both the physical and telehealth for their own employees and telehealth for the employees of people of other companies. Walmart is being more inclusive. Walmart is launching nationwide telehealth, and also in more and more cities, Walmart is opening a number of medical, and in some situations, medical and dental clinics attached to actual physical stores. So they don't offer these at every store, but they offer them at a variety of locations. Larger metro areas may have several. And I went by to visit one recently, not to get care, but just because I'm so worried about what we're doing to people with how healthcare is being mismanaged in the United States. And I was very impressed with what Walmart is doing from an accessibility standpoint and a pricing standpoint. The quality of care I can't speak to. But if you go to a Walmart location that has Walmart Health at that location, you can go to these big digital screens. They're like TVs turned um, vertically. And you can see all the services being offered at that location and what they cost. The one that I visited recently has dental care and health care, but many others will just have the health care. And you could see 
for various services for people who have insurance or no insurance. Because for many people with insurance, you've got these high deductibles now. So even if you have health coverage for all practical purposes for routine stuff, you're paying out of pocket. And so you don't have the mystery that you have at a doctor's office or at a hospital or wherever where you have no idea what you're going to pay for whatever. And so it always takes outsiders to bring about change in an industry. The medical industry has been stubbornly resistant to doing consumer-friendly things like transparent pricing. And so these outsiders who are suffering enormously in what it costs them to insure their own people know that there's benefits to expanding outside of their own employee groups and becoming a threat to the medical industry in the United States to the benefit of you and me as consumers. The big problem for people who don't have health coverage or for people who have high deductibles is that they ignore their health and don't get care because they're worried about the cost. When you are clear with your pricing and people can see it, it changes things. Now, I've got a bizarre thing to share, Krista. I talked last month about my ongoing care for my prostate cancer that, shockingly to people who aren't familiar, I've had for roughly 13 years and never had any treatment for it because I have non-life-threatening prostate cancer that I just have tested to make sure I'm okay. So I have health insurance, and I got a call from a department at the health insurer wanting to know why I went to this very expensive hospital, UCLA, for the MRI instead of going to a freestander that would have been much cheaper is they're trying to reduce the outlay for health coverage. This was somebody who uh, I guess I was being admonished and they were trying to change my future behavior. And I said, well, you know, the, I know all about freestanders and when someone in our family needs an MRI or a CAT scan or something like that, always look for a freestanding um, out-of-hospital facility because usually just as a cash payer, I'll pay less for that imaging than what I would pay just for my own out-of-pocket at a hospital-based. In this particular case, what UCLA does with this special that was experimental, but now it's moved beyond that, MRI they do for prostate cancer, it's not something you can do except at a couple of places in the country that are this advanced with it and that I can't go to a freestander. And at that point, the, the cost cruncher from the health insurer was like, okay, I give up. <laughs> but, but it was interesting because actually – unless you need something really specialized like I did, it is cheaper to shop those around. And just know that if you get any diagnostic done in a hospital, expect it to be 10 to 25 times more expensive than doing it at a third-party facility. 
All right, Clark, Joe in South Carolina wants to know, can you stop Social Security and then start it back later? There's actually an odd procedure with Social Security. You used to be able to start it, stop it, and resume it. And there was a change in the law that made that much more difficult. But this gets very technical, and I'm going to get into the weeds here. But with Social Security, the reason so often people want to stop it is Social Security is set up where if you do so at an earlier age, as you earn money continuing to work, they tax away a significant amount of your Social Security that you're getting. The good news is even when that happens, that money is restored later in retirement after age 70. So even though you're punished real time, once you've started Social Security, if you keep earning what Social Security considers to be too much money, you don't lose the money permanently. You just lose it temporarily while you're working and earning more than they think you should. Um, As far as stopping and starting Social Security you are typically allowed in the first year to do that. Um, After that, it becomes a more difficult process. But there's a new, very well-written, simple briefing that's available at Kiplinger.com on options you have with potentially starting and stopping Social Security. And you don't have to be a subscriber of Kiplinger to see that briefing, Go to Kiplinger.com and check it out. Okay, and Joe in Florida says, we're looking at putting in a pool within the next five years and have been starting to save money for that project. We're not ready to go ahead with it now, but with the way home prices are exploding and interest rates are low, would it be a good idea to set up a HELOC now and hold on to it for a few years until we're ready to move forward? That is a very interesting question. Because that only really works if you go ahead and set up a HELOC and know you have the money by pulling it out. If you just set up a HELOC and let it sit unactivated, at some point lenders get nervous about HELOCs and they shut down or reduce your available line. As far as putting a pool in in the next five years, Pool prices are way, um, way, let me think of the right term for it. Uh, Pool prices have gone crazy high since the pandemic. And most pool companies can't even come out to quote you right now because they have a book of business that is backlogged so much. This kind of thing goes in cycles. And you're going to find that the odds are greater that it will cost you less in real dollars to build a pool five years from now than what it costs right now to build a pool. Uh, On the HELOC, I don't know that I want you to pull money out and pay interest on it for years to come with the fact that HELOC interest rates can change at any time. I think you just keep saving the money, and when the time comes, maybe five years from now, Whatever the current market conditions are for borrowing the money you need in addition to what you've saved, that's when you do it. 
And Maria in Washington says, I have a rental property that I will sell next month. My plan is to sell it by owner since I already have some interested buyers. My question is, who does the paperwork? Thank you for what you do. And by the way, your podcast is too short. <laughs> Krista, did you add that comment to Maria? No, I did not. Okay. Thank you, Maria. So you're going to sell that property in a market that's fever pitched right now you may not actually need a real estate agent for marketing the property, particularly if you have people who are already interested. So FISBO may work especially well right now. What I recommend is that you hire a real estate lawyer in, if the property's in Washington state, you hire a real estate lawyer in Washington state in the county where the property is located to prepare the contract for you, for you as seller and for the buyer and is to your advantage for you to pay the little money for a lawyer to prepare a real estate contract for your sale of the property rather than you letting the buyer do so and congratulations to you on having had this rental property and knowing that this is like the best time in history to take a rental property you have and sell it into the marketplace. And I want to talk about one of the documents we're supposed to have on us at all times, our driver's license. In more and more states now, you have an option you may not even know about, and that's having an addition to your physical driver's license, having a digital one issued by your state that lives on your cell phone. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations, so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So I know a lot of people will forget their driver's license. Uh, it's something I don't do because, you know, I'm really, really flaky. So I'm very, very ritualistic with where everything goes in my life, keys, wallet, glasses, so that I'm not looking around for things each day. But think about women with moving things from one wallet to another, one purse to another, and then suddenly you can't find your driver's license. But what is with us pretty much 24-7, 365? That's our cell phone. Well, something I talked about as an experiment years ago is now becoming either routine or rolling out in a number of states and that is, in addition to having a physical driver's license, you can have a digital one. And eventually, that's what we'll have is a digital license. So 
as the states roll these out, they're essentially real-time documents where you have your license on your phone, encrypted, protected. And one of the neat things with uh, many of the offerings from the states is when you have to show someone your driver's license, they only see information that validates it's you. They don't get to see key pertinent things like your date of birth or your license number necessarily. For uh, the drinking age of 21, there's a verification on it that you're of age rather than having the specific date. These are not subject to manipulation like with fake IDs, which many of us as parents have discovered our kids have as teens. And these mobile licenses, which I'm trying to remember which state was first that we talked years ago about their test program for it. But now it's becoming steadily more common. And I just saw in an AP story that Florida, the nation's third most populous state, is launching a digital license in 22. Several others already have it now. And so when it comes time to renew your license, in many cases, states either allow a pool of people that are essentially testers or allow it widely, but they don't publicize. So when you go to renew, check online, say digital driver's license, whatever state you're from, and see if they have it available for you. Because this is a real convenience factor. And I'm sure that somebody will point out some technological downside of moving to a digital license. But as far as a convenience item, I think it's really, really great. Krista? All right. Let's start with this one from Michelle in Connecticut. I just wanted to add something to something you said on your recent podcast about travel insurance, which might be useful information to your listeners. I booked a vacation and paid a deposit almost 14 months ago to a popular resort. I decided to buy a cancel for any reason travel insurance policy, which you recommended. I was told that a policy like that must be purchased within 60 days of any money being paid. So I paid my deposit months earlier, so I'm not eligible to purchase the policy. For anyone who wants that policy, buy it 60 days after the deposit. All right. I appreciate that. You mean Before, within I think she 60 meant, days? Yeah, within 60 days. Yeah. The, the travel insurance thing, I think about, you go back a year ago, how many questions and complaints were we hearing from people about travel insurance letting them down? Travel insurance policies actually had in their lingo that travel insurance was not something that would cover a pandemic. And so people lost what they paid for the travel insurance and lost the value of many of their trips. And so that's when I started talking a lot about, because we were in a pandemic, that you want to buy cancel for any reason insurance that is much more expensive than regular and only covers typically either 50 or 75% of the cost of the trip, but does allow you to cancel a non-refundable, non-changeable trip for 
literally any reason. All right, you might not like this one, Clark. It's from Carol in Florida, and she starts out by saying, I don't understand your love of Costco. Today I was there for glasses. After waiting for maybe five minutes, I was told to take a number. I then proceeded to browse the glasses, and there were two women and one man employees behind the counter, all busy. Soon only one was busy with a customer, and I waited for my number to be called. A different person breezed up to the counter, and he was immediately taken care of. After he left, they still called no numbers. It's totally a case of customer no service. The reasons I like Walmart better. One, if you get their executive membership, you're allowed into the store two hours earlier. Two, they don't have the huge refrigerated rooms where you have to go in to purchase dairy products or produce. Very uncomfortably cold. That is true. And I've never seen whole heads of cauliflower there. Although if I am there, I certainly don't spend much time in there shopping. Three, I tried to buy a car battery at Costco, but they wouldn't install it. I'll take Sam's over Costco any day, especially after what happened today. So you said up front, Walmart, you meant Costco, you meant Sam's Club. I think she meant Sam's. Sam's Club. So uh, she's referring to being a uh, plus member at Sam's Club, and it's great. I'm a plus member at Sam's Club and an executive member at Costco. I have both premium memberships. I love both stores, and Costco has more of a treasure hunt to it than Sam's Club, but they're both great, and you pointed out two reasons why you much prefer Sam's Club to Costco. You know what that is? That's called competition. And I love competition. Okay, Logan in Texas says, my significant other is a year into medical school and has managed to secure a scholarship from the VA that will guarantee her a job for six years after medical school and residency in return for them footing the educational bill. Because the process of being a doctor and taking the job is so chaotic, we could potentially have to move across the country up to three times during this whole process. I'm a homeowner and I would prefer to never have to rent again if possible. What is the most cost-effective way to buy and sell homes that we might occupy for anywhere from four to 14 years at a time in potentially wildly different real estate markets? I have no desire to keep the homes after moving and be a landlord. Clark, please help me figure out how to avoid wiping out equity in my home from agent and listing fees and getting clobbered with mortgage costs every time we have to move. You're going to hate me. You're going to hate me. You got to rent in this case because the cost in and the cost out, particularly in an inflated real estate market, it's too much risk because you figure back of the envelope, Whatever the purchase price of a home, you got another 10% in costs for buying it. When you go to sell, you got another 10% in costs selling it. And then you got to overcome those costs and hope that the home rises in value over a minimum four year period. Can't deal with the 14. If you really felt you were going to be there 14 years, yeah, definitely buy. But with the unknown period of ownership cycles, I want you to rent. As much as you never want to be a renter, I hope that you'll consider it. And Stephen in Michigan says, I have a son going off to college in the fall and we didn't qualify for much financial aid. Now we're wondering how we're going to pay for the rest. And his son's going to a state school and it'll be about $18,000 a year all in. So this is not easy. Hopefully your son qualifies for some amount of college work study where you work at a campus job and that will defray some of the cost of school. Um, your son may work in the summer at 18000 Your son could earn a fair amount of money during summer employment 
it would defray a decent amount of that 18000 And then the remainder could be done with a combination of him taking out max federal student loans. And if you're willing, take out parent plus. If you're not, then it gets more dicey because your son would be taking out, um, after you take out the max of federal student loans, your son would be facing taking out private loans, which are frightening. The key is that over the four years, your son needs to close enough of the gap with money earned from work, either on campus or off campus, so that the total borrowing for the four years stays at $40,000 approximately, a typical amount that someone would earn the first year on a job after graduation. And John in Florida says, I know Clark's not a fan of debit cards for purchases, but I select credit when using my debit card for groceries, et cetera. Is that not good and why? Well, John, it's really good for the bank or credit union that issued your debit card when you clear it as credit. But in terms of protections available to you as a consumer, clearing a debit card as credit card does not change the lack of consumer protections you have on a debit card. It just makes the bank or credit union more money and costs the merchant more money. So a debit card is potentially dangerous because the Congress has never passed consumer protections for debit cards that have existed for credit cards for almost 60 years. I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.